Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode and today I'm joined by the lovely Angela from Bloom Within. I just I just love the name as well, Bloom Within, it just sounds beautiful. Um, Angela works with tweens, teens and adults um, and has some beautiful programs which um, really connect with, with me because I have a daughter as well and a lot of her programs are around that. Um, but Angela, how about, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, your story and how you've come to be doing what you're doing? But yeah, thank you. And first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I feel so honoured. Um, so yes, I'm a life coach and I've been coaching women, tweens and teens since 2014 um, through individual sessions and group workshops. Um, and then I started out with women originally and then the mums were actually, because I'm all about self-love and, and self-esteem and self-confidence, and so I found that the mums were saying, do you do things for girls because what you're saying I really want my daughter to hear so I just naturally moved into um, the space of tweens and teens um, I did have a special soft spot for teens because I did have yeah some things happened when I was a teenage girl um, that I I wished that someone I had someone like me in that in that time to sort of help me through all the things that teenagers go through. Yes, it's a it's a it's a difficult time, and it's I think it's also tricky. Like um, I mean, you've you've got a daughter who's sort of gone through her teenage years, mine's entering her tween years, um, and how how each individual kind of experiences that I think is is um not that it's entirely unique. Like a lot of there are issues I think that that probably would play out, but I think what's what? How do you see do individuals experience that journey in terms of their emotional states, um, how do hormones kind of play into it? What's What, what are the sort of issues, I suppose, that you see uh, emerging? So for me, my issues didn't really start until I was in my teenage years, until that you sort of went to high school in those early years in high school. Um, and I remember being on the bus when I was about 13 or 14 and one of my friends or so-called friends um, stood up and sort of announced Angela loves herself and thinks she's better than everybody else. And I was just sitting by myself. I was a very quiet, introverted, you know, teen, and I was just minding my own business, staring out the window, and I just I couldn't believe she would say something like that because mm. back in the 80s that was an insult. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't a, a compliment. That was an insult. And so I'd never it really even thought about whether I liked myself or didn't like myself I don't think it was even on my radar you know just in primary school we just are and we just I just remember running around having fun and being carefree you're not really thinking about anything yeah and then going to high school of course I was a little bit scared about what it was going to be like um and and I didn't have all my friends around me because we were dispersed into all different classes um 
so I, I remember having that, but I but when that hit me, I was like, what was that? Mm. Yeah. And it really stayed with me and I thought clearly that is not a good thing mm. to love yourself or like yourself. And so I sort of filed that away, like, okay, make sure that you never, ever come across that way. Yeah. Um, but going back to your original question, that sort of stuff happened in teenage years. I'm actually seeing that stuff happening now in primary school. Mm. Like, There's a lot of stuff happening in primary school where I just think, gosh, I didn't experience that to high school. So it's just happening a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, and and the reason why I am wanted to work with teens was because of my own experience mm. and the way that I went through my teenage years and the choices that I made. But what I've realised is the, te- the tweens are still so open and they're still so, yeah, just open and ready to learn and excitable and if you give them something new, they want to try it, they want to play with it. Yeah. And so what I've learned is if I can teach them in their tween years mm. and get inside their heads yeah. to teach them this stuff, when they get into their teen years and they see it, it's like, uh-uh, yeah. I already know that yeah. that's, you know, not right and I know a better way. Um, so that's why, yeah, I'm quite passionate with working with the tween girls. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting how the world sort of become faster and with that things happen younger some of the, the things I, I hear, I'm going, oh, wow, my goodness. I, I don't think I was aware of that until maybe like mid to late teens. Um, I was I was a pretty like oblivious teenager, though, I have to admit. I was off in my own little fairyland, I think, most of the time, uh, which was a very happy place. Um, but, yeah, but even my daughter, who's who's seven, she the things she picks up and she might pick up something that someone said hasn't quite understood the impact of it yet, but it won't take long before that happens. Um, and body image is a, is a big thing right right now. Like she got given these little mm. hot pants and little sort of crop top thing from a friend of hers and she just very like confidently wears it. I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. If that were me, even at that age, mm. I already had body issues because, mm. you know, I, mm. I was a bit chubby and, of course, it got pointed out by my family. So this is so when you when you say you're working with the with the girls and then also with their parents, I think that's really important because even just simple things like, oh, look at those cute little chubby cheeks and like literally like that in itself can can create a bit of a sort of hang up. You're like, oh my goodness, have I got chubby cheeks? If I've got chubby cheeks, where else am I chubby? And you know, and then suddenly chubby becomes a bad thing, or you know, you're you love yourself is a bad thing, which was really probably just that girl's way of deflecting and her lack of self-confidence and mm. trying to, you know, move the attention over to you. But it's it's so how how like obviously you you prefer to work in person. Um, can you do anything online? How how do you find you you get to work with the girls? Yeah, so funnily enough, when I first did my um, life coaching course back in, I think it was 2012 actually, mm-hmm. I did a year-long course, I had this huge plan to work online. Mm-hmm. I was nearly single, um, you know, through divorce and after going through my, my huge meltdown and, picking my life back up again um, and I, I did this course, I just had this vision of, you know, being really independent and travelling the world and having an online, you know, program and coaching women all over the world. And then when I started putting it out there because I live in a small country town, everyone was like, well, why can't we just see you? <laughs> like you're right here. <laughs> yeah. 
and it was like it was a bit weird like do we really have to do like online when you're like in the same town um because you know people know you and so I ended up sort of renting a space and then renting another space and then renting another space and then it wasn't until um COVID hit that we ended up getting rid of the space that we had and coming home um Mm -hmm. And I pivoted a bit to go online and I was right in the middle of working with some tween girls in a workshop because I was running weekly workshops for tween girls and teen girls and then also doing one-on-ones. And I found it really challenging, to be honest, to move from in-person to online. Mm. The girls loved it. I really struggled with it because it's such a change in pace and it's a change in the way that you hold space for someone in a room compared mm-hmm. to through a screen and I just was quite uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So I let it go. Um, and then when the lockdowns kept opening up and then closing down and then opening up and then closing down, I, yeah, it had been something that I really wanted to do. Like I was scared of it because I tried it once and I was scared to try it again. Yeah. Um, and then when I found Tina and I was like, uh, you just got to do it. You just got to bite the bullet and do it. Yeah. And I've just wrapped up. So my eight-week in-person program, I just delivered online and I just wrapped that up last week, mm. the eighth week. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun and I absolutely loved it. I could probably say I loved it more than the in-person stuff because I got myself into a groove and I could really connect with the girls online and, yeah, because you do have to present in a different way from in-person to online. So once I found my groove, yeah. um it was really good. So now I'm able to, yeah, do in-person and online. Yeah. And I had some girls in South Australia join last round. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, no, you're Brisbane. I was thinking of someone else in South Australia. But yeah. your reach can be wider then because this, this sort of thing is very necessary. And I, and I think when um, as, a, as, a, as a mother of a girl especially, I think once they start to go through some changes and you've seen them, um and you've got to change your perception of them as they grow anyway so you know obviously no longer baby they go into like infants and toddlers and then you see them as and they grow as well and when their behavior starts to change in a way that's not familiar you can sometimes get a little bit confronting so I think it's important Mm. to have sort of a, a neutral third party such as yourself to kind of help both sides go okay well this is this is what's going on at this stage of life and this is how you guys can come together and and find a new a new kind of uh, equilibrium. Um, mm. So when you when you deliver online, especially for tweens, um, are there are there mothers with them, or how does how, how do you keep them focused? Because I know focus is not my daughter's strong suit. <laughs> so the way that I've um, done the program is all the the teaching and the lessons are pre recorded, mm-hmm. and they get delivered once a week so the very first video is for the parents yes so it's me teaching what I'm about to teach the girls and what you know if it's about resilience it's like what I'm teaching them about resilience and the activity that they're that I would like them to do Mm -hmm. and for parents to share their own stories about resilience Mm-hmm. Um, and through the day if they've found something because I will say to the girls, you know, we have a choice. We can either bounce like a ball or splat like an egg. Mm-hmm. We have the choice and resilience is being able to bounce back. So I get them to get a bouncy ball and a raw egg and throw it around outside. Yeah. Um, 
to see, you know, that one is very fragile and not resilient at all and will splat and the other one is quite bouncy and that in every moment we have a choice to bounce or splat. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage the parents to talk about that and do that activity with the girls. But then also talk about at the end of the day, you know, maybe around the dinner table, through, you know, if they've had an experience where they felt like they're about to splat like an egg or if they did splat like an egg but then they realised that they could bounce. And so yeah. actually just modelling to the to the girls, you know, decisions that they've made the day. So and then the videos, are right, they'd be less than 10 minutes each and there's no more than five mm-hmm. in, in a lesson. So you could literally do 10 minutes a day. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, and the parents can watch them as well or just the girls. Um, but it's about getting the whole family involved. And then on the Zoom call, so we do one live Zoom call a week with all the girls, it's about coming together and making an art and craft activity together that goes with that lesson. Mm-hmm. So it's about sharing, did you bounce, did you splat, what happened? And then also they're busy, to, you know, making their thing and showing everyone and talking about it. So it's, and I've done it that way because, you know, you, you're busy doing things and talking and listening to the girls sharing. It's not just like you have to sit and listen to me teach. Yes. That's not what the live Zoom is about. It's more about connection. Or, or a girl might say, this happened to me at school today and I splattered and it was really hard. Yeah. Um, and then I can coach her and help her and then another girl will open up and talk. So it, mm. it becomes a beautiful community and that's the part that the girls love the most is the, the weekly live sessions together and in the last one that we had last week none of them wanted to finish or hop off they were like we don't want this to end yeah because I think I mean we were talking before we hit record about you know the power of sharing things as women and kind of sharing the things we're going through things that are happening to us physically emotionally um, spiritually all of that Uh, and I think it's important because as as children there's a certain there's comparisons obviously they 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 notice the differences and then the schooling system is very much pitched against oh look at what this person can do or you should be able to do this at this age and oh who got the better grades and you know it starts to kind of become a little bit competitive Mm. uh and there's a a certain kind of nastiness that can develop as a result of Mm. that and i think it's important to encourage girls to realize no you can actually talk to to one another and support one another and you'll usually find that you're you're going through something similar as the mm. other person and you just haven't necessarily wanted to verbalize it and you can you know lean on people that you possibly didn't even realize that you could and then understand what true friendship is too because that's obviously your experience as a, as a teenager somebody who you thought was a friend actually wasn't and it's all they did that you, you know, it, it became painfully obvious, but perhaps there was other signs before um, about it as well. Or who knows, they might have been going through it. There's, there's so many variables, but it's mm. it's a really valuable thing that you do. Um, is there, how, how, do, how do they then, do they transit, once the, once the program's finished, what happens after that? Are they, do they have tools or um, books, obviously for the younger ones, the parent reads it. Um, how, how does the, what's the, what's the next steps, I suppose? So within with the program, they've got a booklet as well. So each week comes with a um, a lesson and it's printed and it is for the girls. So it's got fun activities for the girls and it's very much written for the girls. It's not written for the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got that to keep as well. So that all in this next round that I'm doing, um, the girls will get 
that welcome box with all of the art and craft activities and the printed booklet as well. So they have all that to keep. And they have the tools. So they'll end up with eight individual separate tools of art and craft that they've made each week to go with the lessons. And it all builds upon each other. And then it, that the tools help them, yeah, with whatever challenges that they're going through. But what the girls did say at the end of last week was that it, how do we stay in contact because we don't want this to end. Mm. So that's prompted me to um, set up a membership mm. and we can continue monthly um, Zoom calls together because I was even getting messages from the parents saying, you know, my daughter really doesn't want this to end because she feels like it's just a place where she can come and be herself and talk about her, you know, what's happened and not be judged. And when you were saying sharing stories, that's just what it's all about is sharing your story in a really safe space. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing is you are safe here to share and there is no judgment and there are no, you know, negative words towards it towards it, each other. It's only helpful yes helpful supportive words yeah and that that story is again we were sort of talking about and I've, I've spoken in in other podcasts and things about the concept of money stories in in, in my in that particular case but re not even and as grown-ups we have to learn how to rewrite the stories that don't serve mm. us and they're usually things that we've taken from our teen years or younger years that we've taken on perhaps from someone else and it's become part of our own story but if we didn't mm. have to rewrite them, if they've got written the correct way in the first place, so they, they by starting to tell these stories in an environment like you've created, and then those become the stories that they carry into adulthood, there'll probably be other stuff because there's always stuff, but at least mm. this foundational kind of confidence and in, inner self-worth is there's a story there that actually doesn't have to be rewritten because <laughs> mm. it's a lot harder to do that in the future because you've usually gone and experienced so many other things <laughs> that haven't worked well or haven't benefited you before you realise, oh, there's a story here I don't like. And and then there comes the realisation, I have the power to rewrite it without having to go through all of that. You're already giving them that that beautiful sort of experience of writing the story that they want from the get-go, even though they don't realise it right now. They'll probably realise Yeah, exactly, it. even though they don't realise it. Yeah. yeah, and they say that your self-esteem peaks at age nine and then I, drops. Second person who told me that just in the last week. So that's really, so how how does the, um, I suppose, how, how, how do you help guide, because you, you're obviously encountering children around that age. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you focus on? Do you focus on languaging um, for them? How do you help mm-hmm. them and their parents keep that self-confidence or or try and support it in a positive way definitely around mindset yeah so yeah the first lesson is all about resilience and what resilience is and that we have a choice in in every moment Mm -hmm. um to bounce back and then the second one is all about self-esteem and it's about mindset and having either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset Mm -hmm. and then also understanding that we have the two voices and i say you know one's you're in a mean girl and one's you're in a super girl and you have a choice of which one you listen to. Yeah. And and I, you know, it's it's a fun way of saying to the girls, you know, your thoughts are made up. None of them are real. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we can choose bad thoughts or we can choose good thoughts. We can choose to listen to this radio station or we can choose to listen to that radio station. We have the power and the choice. And I, yeah, I just have a really fun way of explaining it. And once they, and so that's the second lesson. And once they get it, they're like, wow. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and they just get so excited because I give them an activity to do that week to check and to notice. Yeah. And they, um, and the art and craft activity, you know, is relevant to that as well that they need to do every day, which is fun. Yeah. And, and I notice a difference. It. Yeah. And I notice a difference straight away. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. My daughter, we, we've spoken about that she calls them her angel, so she's got the nice angel and the mean angel, mm. and I mm. see her talking to both of them sometimes. She's mm. like, I'm just telling the mean angel to go away because I don't like what they're saying to me right now and the mm. nice angel. And so, yeah, so she uses she uses that, and it's it doesn't always come up, though, and then sometimes things won't come up until a few days later. So how, do, do you find that that happens that if, the, if it doesn't occur to, to the child in the call um, and then a few days later how, I suppose that's where a membership would come in handy because then they can they know that they've got another outlet for it um, coming up at some point. So mm. I actually have a question about the art and craft because I love that idea because it, it helps kind of engage different parts. Do you do, you do that with the grown-ups as well? <laughs> Like with the, when I work with grown-ups. Yeah. Do you have like art and craft activities that, that you see? I do, but not 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 the same as what I do for the girls. But do you know, I get asked that all the time. All the mums are like, can you do this for us? And I'm yeah. like, do you really want me to do that same activity? Um, yeah. I but, yeah, that I do. All the mums, when they see them, they're like, oh, my God, I need one of those. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's very, it's just fun and it's relevant and it's so great that at the end, I said to them, which one did you love the most or which one have you gone to that's helping you the most? And they're all going to have something different. Yeah. And they're all going to be, well, I use this one and I use that one. And and it's just um, – and I, I we do a check-in at the start of every call to see how their week was, you yeah. know, and what, what win do they have, what celebration do they have yeah. to get them to be, be thinking positive and to be, get them to be – you know, because it's so easy to just go to the negative and, and I'll hear them say, you know, I was really brave today and I stepped up and did this or someone was really mean to me today and normally I would cry and get upset but I just, you know, held my head up high and chose to bounce and walk away. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's just, yeah. And then someone else might share a challenge that they have that they said this happened and I just really tried to bounce and it was hard and I just couldn't. Mm. Um, and then I can sort of coach them coach them through that but it's just about having that space to share it but what I do love is you know when the girls are sharing how they're moving outside their comfort zone and the things that they're trying that are different mm. the other girls want to do it as well yeah so that then they can come onto the call and say what they've done that week and how they've mm. stepped outside their comfort zone so it's building on top of each other each week yeah, we learn from one another, which is mm. which is great. We don't all have to make the same mistakes. If some, well, not mistakes, we'll have the same experiences. If someone else has gone through it and someone's mm. done something, or someone might even be able to, like, for instance, a child who says, oh, you know, I just couldn't bounce. Um, and then someone else might go, well, could you try this? And if it's mm. coming from a peer, sometimes it, mm. it has more impact than, than coming mm. from a parent. <laughs> so, and um, sometimes I'll just say to them, you know, that's okay because yeah. sometimes – I splat too. Yeah. And I find it really hard to bounce back and that's okay. It's okay to feel like that. And then we talk about emotional intelligence and why it's so important to understand how you're feeling and not just try it um, and ignore it. I did have one girl halfway through, she turned 10 and her birthday actually landed on the day of our call. 
mm-hmm. and she chose to be there yeah. for her birthday. That's... And I was just like, that blows my mind. And she yeah. said, well, I've chosen to do this because I want to be here with because I love this so much and I want to be here with everyone on my birthday and we all yeah. sang a happy birthday. And it was oh, just... that's, that's really special. Yeah, it made me actually really teary because I thought yeah. oh, I could think of a 100 things I'd rather do on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> But it's having that impact and it's, it's, it's something that I think we all strive for as humans to, to work in a, in a way that we have impact um, on other people's mm. lives, on our own life, uh, and it's, it's something that's really difficult to get to. So how, how did you find your journey of getting to the point where you, because obviously you had things that you had to work through from your teenage years and the, how, how did you build up your own resilience to then start a business and then what did you find were kind of the the steps that were the easiest and were the hardest in that process of setting up of coming to the point where you wanted to set up your business and then actually setting it up mm. so my lowest point was my marriage breakdown when I was 36 mm-hmm. um and it was really my lowest point because I had a my daughter was six and my son was eight mm-hmm. um and I just had this real fear of, hey, how will I support myself? Because mm. I was working, you know, part-time. So massive fear around money and how will I support myself? But then my other biggest fear was who, I must be, again, that unlovable because I made that decision all those years ago not to love myself. And so I looked outside myself for love. Yeah. And then, okay, this person's going to love me. And then when that person says, well, I don't love you anymore, I'm, it's like, what? I'm like, like how bad can I be Mm. Um, and just really having an absolute, yeah, that was my lowest point. And then from that, because when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way and that's back up again. Yeah. And I I still remember the choice thinking, okay, well, I actually have a choice here. Mm. I can actually, you know, keep moving and putting one foot in front of the other and, and that's when I started on my journey and picked up Louise Hayes' book, How to Hear Your Life. And mm-hmm. she is the queen of self-love and mirror affirmations. And the first thing that she says in her book is to stand in front of the mirror and say, Angela, I love you. Mm-hmm. And to do that, it was so frightening. And I still remember the first time I did it, I felt sick and all these negative thoughts came up. Of, you know, it was just horrible. These thoughts were just coming up. of you don't even know who you are and look at you and you're this and you're that. Mm. And the more I read the book, the more I thought, wow, these thoughts have been in my head for so long. Yeah. And I just, I kept, I just got this real momentum of, Mm. you know, I have a choice. Yeah. These, I always thought that my thoughts were in control of me. And then when I realized that I was actually in control of my thoughts, it was like a big boom. Yeah. Like, why hasn't anyone told me that? I, my thoughts aren't real and I'm in charge of how, what I think. Would you have believed so I just, even if they told you? I, I think I needed that breaking point moment. Yeah. I think I was sort of searching. Yeah. But sometimes we do need that breaking point moment. Yeah. Um, and so I just started devouring everything that I could and really, you know, moving fast on my growth journey yeah. and realising that I had these two children to raise and realising that, I don't want my daughter to have the same thoughts that I've been having. Yeah. 
and also wanting to help other women because I could see how other women were talking and putting themselves down. Mm. And I just, I was like, hey, I just learned all this new stuff and I just <laughs> want to share it with you because I want everyone to know. Yeah. So that's what made me, that was my passion and drive to wanting to coach other women and do a life coaching course and, yeah. and empower other women. Um, it really came from a drive of wanting to share everything that I've learned and not let anyone feel the way that I felt yeah and then naturally just moved into to the tween and teen girls but I started very slowly like really slowly it's been a slow burn since 2014 yeah um and yeah I can't remember what the other question was <laughs> oh sorry that that um, that's very interesting um and I, I yeah I'll, I'll, I'll come to my my question in a moment but the the that and I, I really don't like that aha kind of thing, but that realisation that you had that you are actually the one in charge of your thoughts rather than them controlling you is tremendous. Uh, and then wanting to expand that out in the world. So you are your, your transformation is what you then are helping others to do so they don't have to go through everything you went through, uh, which mm. is, yeah, that, that's where the impact kind of comes. And it comes from such a beautiful place. Um, my other question was in relation to the business side of things and, and starting that up and because it's not something we we get taught. It's like money. We don't get taught how to, well, we don't get taught how to be in charge of our, our own lives, <laughs> really. Mm. We don't get taught how to you know, manage money. We don't get taught if we want to start a business, what do we actually have to do? There's, there's a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say deliberate ignorance, but there's a lot of stuff that we kind of get sort of shielded from potentially so how did mm. so you you went through your own personal sort of development transformation um and then the business side is also a, it's a it's a personal development journey as well business. it's huge and it's one I'm still on I'm not yeah. even sure if I have all the answers for that one but yeah. I guess in my life coaching course they took us through everything of oh, how to set up your ABN and how to yeah. So I learned all of that. It was a year-long course. And okay. so by the end of that, we were sort of set up. So without that, I don't think I would have been able to do it on my own. Yeah. Um, and then just baby steps all the way. And then I did a youth mentoring um, course as well, and that took you through mm -hmm. right from the start what you need and set yourself all the way up, which I'd already had, but it was good to sort of go through again. Yeah. Um, and then I just sort of found my way, to be honest, just yeah. intuitively found my way. Mm. Um, and what I what I did learn through is you there's a way that people tell you what to do, and then there's your intuition. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to follow like all the steps, but I I found that it was much better when I just followed my intuition mm. of what felt right. Yeah. Um, and so that's something else that's really helped me moving into the online space I was so scared I, like I felt like I had all the other stuff down pat because yeah. of the little bits and pieces that I picked up along the way and the, the courses that I would do or the people that I would follow mm. um but, but it does take a lot of courage to do that yeah. as well um but the online stuff I think I was very scared of that because I didn't know what to do or even how to do it or even where to start yeah. and I found it very overwhelming so finding Tina's course has been the the door that's opened me up yeah. to the online and I'm continuing to learn oh yeah every single day 
Like I said, if anybody wants like a really like fast track personal development, start a business. <laughs> you really yes. have to dig deep to, to sort of, yeah, figure out and to keep going. Um, and to, to come up, you know, like I can go on my personal journey, but then you get into business and then you come up against these mindsets again of like, oh, you're not enough and you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to catch those and go, well, hang on a minute. You know, if you are in control of your own thoughts and if you do have a growth mindset, then you actually can push through these. Yeah. Even though it's so scary and it feels like you're going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's never ending. Yeah. Because it, now it's a lot more public too. Because when you're doing your own personal journey, you can kind of do it in the privacy of your own space. But when you're doing it in business, it's there for us <laughs> to see. We think. Although a lot of it isn't isn't actually noticeable by most people. Mm. Um, but it's I had to- still there. Yeah, I do remember now you've just jogged my memory. I had to get a lot of counselling and coaching around even my first, like putting myself on Facebook and setting up a business page like that. Exactly what you said, that doing all that healing was done so privately and then me wanting to share it, I had to this big step. felt like the hugest step and I needed a lot of help to actually push myself over the line. But once I did, then it was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Exactly. The first step was huge. Yeah, we build it up. But there's there's a, a couple of things there. Firstly, to to acknowledge that you needed help and to go get some help because we we don't all have to do this on our own. There there are people out there that we can connect with. Lots of people mm-hmm. doing similar sorts of things, but they'll will connect with in different ways. So doing that, and then having the courage to actually just do it as well. That's that's huge. Um, and it's it's demonstrating things to your children to your your daughter and also to your son that you can be out there and and the the courage that you have to share your story now which sounds like something would have been really hard for you to do um at some point so that's and and having the the trust in yourself and then the faith in others to be respectful of your story too so that's that's wonderful Mm, thank you so in terms of how how can people find out more about you and what you do and then connect with you what's what's the the best next step for people if they want to um, find out more so my website is www.bloomwithin.com.au where you can find my uh, links to all my courses um, and then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as well so that would be the easiest way yeah. to find me because you always look you're so you you radiate like when you said you didn't want to have yourself on on Facebook I was just like oh my goodness you just you're you're an absolutely stunning woman (laughs) um and it just yeah it's beautiful inside and out um so it's Mm. yeah I'm glad I'm glad you're putting your face and your your self out there too for the world yeah thank you and it's so interesting because yeah when you're told something from that that's young Mm. age where you you kind of almost like it cuts something that you can't see anymore and it takes a lot to be able to to come back from and that's why I'm just so passionate you know for the tweens and teen girls to to grab them in that space and just let them know do do not let anyone take that away from you yeah no very very true I'll, I'll put for anybody who's listening to this in the car I'll put the details in the show notes as well so you don't have to try and remember it also yeah bloomwithin.com.au um yeah. thank you so and much Angela I really really appreciate you. any any final words before before we say goodbye to our listeners 
Um, well, doors are opening. Well, probably when this comes up, doors will be open for term four for Empower Me Within, which is my eight-week program for twin girls aged eight to 12. So I would love to have, yeah, as many girls in there as possible and see their beautiful faces every week. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, definitely check it out. If you have a daughter, have a look. Look for yourself because I'm, I'm, I'm more interested now as well. I'm going to start checking, checking things out and seeing what's available. Once again, thank you so much. And everyone listening, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.